Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to Better Than Yesterday. Wednesday's episode is called Better Make It Quick, which is a, a little snippet of something from the back catalogue, hopefully something you'd like to go and delve a little bit deeper into. Uh, if you've never listened to this show before, hi, I'm Osher. A show's called Better Than Yesterday. So something here on this show right now today is going to make today better than yesterday. That's a guarantee. That's what we're here to do. I've uh, been here every week since 2013. So um, yeah, plenty of other podcasts to go and explore. I'm... Uh, Osher, I'm a TV host, I'm a podcaster, I'm an author, I'm a dad, I'm a stepdad, I'm a morning toddler, yoga class, downward, upward dog uh, stretcher, as I did this morning, and um, I'm, I'm grateful to be a part of uh, your day. For Thanks for downloading us. Send Osher email at gmail.com is uh, where you can find me if you need to find me. Today, we are going to 2016 when I had a conversation with Australian art pop singer, songwriter, Montaigne, she just turned 21 and released her first album, Glorious Heights, when she came over to our apartment uh, that we lived in in Bondi Beach at the time. Since that day, Montaigne has become an ARIA award winner and she represented Australia at the uh, Eurovision Song Contest uh, this year. Huge. Montaigne's a remarkable person. Her father was a professional soccer player and Montaigne grew up playing soccer. And she was hoping to make it into an Ivy League American college soccer program, which is a pathway to, you know, that's where people recruit professional teams and national teams and things. So, and it was because of this application to college that Montaigne's music career first began to find its feet. And I was interested to know, how old was she when music became her thing? Well, my parents raised me musical. They're not musical themselves, but they love music. Argentinian and Filipino. I mean... Yeah, you think they're pretty... It's going to be in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, my my dad was very much like an active music listener. My mum, when she was younger, she was really into like punk. Um, but she didn't 
bring it with her when, you know, we were born. Like I just heard dad's music all the time and he was really into like hip hop, soul, R&B music from the 80s and 90s. And he used to play it out loud in the house all the time. And because they were living in Malaysia and they couldn't understand what the fuck was happening on TV, they just listened to music all the time. So I was hearing music in the womb. And then when I was born, it was just music all the time. And then they encouraged us by the time my sister was born. She's two years younger than me. They were encouraging us to sing. They had like a cassette recorder and like a microphone. There is still like recordings on cassettes of us like making, trying to make up our own songs and sing nursery rhymes and stuff like that. Like they're really encouraging in us. They bought us all kinds of like home karaoke and microphone guitar and stuff like that. And so I think just the ex- just constant, um, I suppose use of my voice and hearing of music just made me musical. And so that's sort of like I've always had a proclivity for music. And then when it finally, I mean, I started writing songs when I was 13. Right on. Started writing things before that, like from a really young age, I've always been a journaler um, or have tried to write poetry or some sort of stories and prose. And then, but when I was 12, 13, I started to get piano lessons and then picked up the guitar and tried to teach myself and ended the piano lessons because I hated them to this day regret it because I like the piano more now like I play enough piano now to write songs on but I'm definitely not a very technical and beautiful player um but yeah so I started writing my own songs and then when it came time to like apply for Ivy league scholarships my parents were like because we were doing it on a football scholarship my mum was like why don't we like put one of your well why don't we record you singing a song a cover of something and then put it over your football highlights reel so that they can see you have multiple talents and well, uh, like those colleges look for that kind of stuff <laughs> exactly yeah. and um and I was like okay well I actually wrote like a song can we record that? My mom was like, oh, okay, cool. And then we just got like my friend's um, brother. He's just like bedroom producer and does a bunch of um, sound music-y party stuff. And uh, we just did the song in a day. And when my parents got back, I was actually kicking the ball against the window in front of their bedroom. And uh, my dad comes out with tears in his eyes, like being like, the song's so good. Just as I kicked the ball through their bedroom window. <laughs> And I was like, ha ha, I just, uh, I just destroyed you in there. And my dad was like, it's fine. The song's so good. I was, it was very good timing on for me. But like from then, my parents were just like so stoked. My mom tried to get me into more shoes and recording more songs. And I was actually quite reluctant because yeah. I was definitely much more shy than I am now back then. I mean, obviously as a 16, 17 year old, you're still finding yourself, you have no idea what the heck you're about and you haven't experienced the real world. So meeting new people is terrifying. And, um, but she, she forced me to go. She was like, listen, I've already paid for it. She, she told me in retrospect that she hadn't. <laughs> she was just trying to get me to go. She, but I went to this like studio. We just paid this guy named Sven Tideman like $800 to record a couple of songs with me. That happened a couple of times. And then one of the songs ended up being what we entered um, Triple J Unearth Highest Competition with. And that got chosen as one of the finalist songs. And... And I didn't win it, but like that got me the exposure mm. I needed for people to pay attention. And also simultaneously like signed with Alberts, who are Australia's oldest publishing company. They've just been sold to BMG. Um, but uh, that happened. Alberts 
like paid attention because my mom, that studio that we initially went to close down, my mom wanted another studio. She contacted Alberts being like, this is my daughter. This is what she does. We just need a space and a producer to like work on something. And then they just listened to the stuff and they were like, let's have a meeting. And then like we met with them and then like six months down the track, signed a publishing deal with them or whatever um, in my school uniform. <laughs> Love it. And uh, Did you have a lawyer? My mom did get a lawyer. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah, no, no. My mom's been very diligent with all that. Yeah. She's a very smart woman. And there you go. How brilliant. Through her mother's encouragement, Montaigne's music career that we now all know, that's where it began. And through this conversation, I also noticed that Montaigne mentioned more than once, she's not a very feminine girl. So I, I wondered, what did she mean by that? Ah, uh, yes. Well, my mom, like, my mom always dresses in pink. She made us do ballet and dancing and... Uh, I was actually really into like Nikki Webster and Delta Goodrum and and Kelly Clarkson and like heaps of like really sort of like womanly like pop artists as a kid. Um, and we played with Barbies and Brat, Brat Stalls and stuff, my sister and I, but I always just had like a, a you know, as you would say, like tomboy streak to me. Um, I don't know why these things happen, <laughs> but maybe it was my dad's influence. I don't know. My dad's always been like the sort of, wisecracker in our family like he makes a lot of really dumb jokes and he's very athletic and like again they always encourage us to do sport I think I just like enjoyed things that are stereotypically seen as masculine sort of thing and I just became um that kind of person in uh I mean I wouldn't say I'm more masculine than feminine I think it balances itself out pretty well in such a way that I think makes me almost like almost non-binary. Like some days I just don't feel like either. A lot of days I don't feel like either. I just like I, the way I present is biased towards like a more femme thing, but um, I do prefer to, I don't know, wear pants in combat, duck boots kind of things over dresses and skirts. Like I will wear those if it serves a purpose. Um, like theatricality or whatever, but um, yeah, I've just always been more into sport and video games and and music. That I mean, I'm I'm into a lot of different kinds of music. My t- taste is very diverse. Um, but uh, how does yeah. the how does the I only know what the world feels like to be a white straight mm. middle class <laughs> dude, right? Yeah. Okay. I have in my life a beautiful 12-year-old girl who is the daughter of my fiance mm. and I, I'm one of four brothers. I only ever knew right. – I went to an all-boys school. There's all I knew, totally. right? All yeah. I knew until I left school. Yep. And then through the various women I've lived with in my life, um, I've come to know more and more and more and more. And all I can do is just try and you know see what the world looks like. But now as I see the world and how it appears to – there's, I mean, if she comes home while you're still here, you'll, she's taller than you, but <laughs> she's 12. She's stunning. Awesome. And I see the way the world is to her. But she's, even at 12, she's a very feminine-looking yeah. kind of girl. Yeah. What do you notice the world treat you differently when you do wear the combat boots and, uh, and um, the jeans and stuff than the skirts and stuff? Um. I guess. I Well, I think what's most important is that I see myself differently when I wear all these things. Like when I wear a skirt, it's like when I had long hair, I just felt wrong. It just didn't feel like me. And I think once I cut off all the hair and because I had long 
like frizzy curly hair, like South American hair. <laughs> and when I cut it off, I was just like, this is correct. And then when I stopped wearing skirts and dresses that much, I was like, this is also correct. This is how I identify and this feels right. I think once when I did wear those things or had long hair, like I, I was more shy. I wasn't that confident socially. I wasn't as, uh, I didn't have as good a sense of humor outwardly. I wasn't good at, at, um, expressing it. And I didn't, there were just like all these things, you know, it's not necessarily things that people can perceive, but it's just a way you feel when you're out in public and stuff like that. And I think once I started to figure out what I am physically, the inside of me started to click a little bit more and I felt more balanced and correct. And I think that then enables you to become a person for other people, you know, and like once that happened, Socially, yeah, again, I improved and I, um, yeah, I just, I get things I need to do done quick, more quickly because I'm not like thinking about all of the inner neuroses that are plaguing me. I'm just thinking about what it is that needs to be done. And, um, yeah, so I guess like the world, I also see that, you know, I mean, it, it definitely depends on the personality before behind the outfit or the physical appearance, you know, like if, like I know people who bloody look like fairies when they dress up, like they're beautiful and they, you know, they really enjoy like sparkly makeup and like dyeing their hair pink and like all of that. But like people still treat those kinds of people with like respect and deference if they are, you know, kind and compassionate and have a good sense of humor and can, just aren't sort of like don't don't seem like the kind of person that can be trampled on you know and I felt like the kind of person that could be trampled on or more of a pushover like I told you I like mm. to be liked by everyone now I still like to be liked by everyone but I won't be trampled on anymore I've got to say when we met 2016 how old was I god I was 42 yeah I was 42 she's half my age Hearing someone so young, so aware and so sure of who they are, it was so inspiring, so impressive. And I hope it is as equally inspiring and impressive to you. So I'm only just figuring this stuff out in my 40s. And here she is, 21. We're going to hear more from Montaigne in just a minute. You might hear an ad. If you do, thanks for helping us keep the lights on here. If you don't, enjoy this lovely musical interlude. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Thanks for listening. This is Better Than Make It Quick, the uh, Wednesday version of Better Than Yesterday. Uh, we are revisiting my conversation with Montaigne, which happened in 26, episode 146, if you want to scroll back and find it. Throughout our conversation, I was really impressed by her work ethic, the strength of her character, 
her discipline. But she wasn't always this way, necessarily. When she was 17, she went through a very, quite a big transitional phase. And I was interested to know what brought it on. What happened was there was this other girl who wasn't like necessarily like, she didn't sit with us at lunchtime, but she was like close to us. She was kind of like, she was basically part of the group, but outside of like lunchtimes mm. at school. And like, I went on a two week music tour with my school overseas to like Germany, Austria, Hungary, and didn't see uh, my best friend for those two weeks and talked to her, but like didn't see her much. And then apparently she'd hung out with this other girl and then like they got close and I got really jealous, not just as a best friend, but as like a crush thing, even though there's nothing between us, uh, between them and they were totally straight and everything. I was, I just like couldn't handle it. It was just like festering inside me. And, and I told the others and like at the end, like, um, my best friend and the other girl, they just hated me. Like they, mm. I, I, I don't even remember exactly what I did, but I must've done many various things that just led to this antipathy and like the group completely split up. And I got really close to the one I was saying, um, I picked on and mm. then, and then the other two, like they just broke off. I didn't talk to her for ages. I did tell her why really I was acting the way I was at some point, but she was just like, whatever, like, I don't want to know. And, um, because of that, because that group that I had that was so close to in year 10 was gone, like the next year I was like, okay, well, who do I hang out with that mm. now? Like I had a heap of, my whole grade was like, I had my acquaintance, but I wasn't close to anyone. Yeah. And I've lo- like, I'd lost a lot of best friends just from like drifting apart or like other them getting close to other people, like almost every year in my high school lineage. So I was just like, no, nah, yeah. I'm going to be a recluse. I'm not going to hang out with anyone. I'm going to study really hard. I'm going to be a nerd. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to wake up at 3 a.m. and study until 5 a.m. And then I'll get ready for school and go for a walk and be into all the spiritual stuff. And then I'll sleep at 8 p.m. And that'll be my life. And I'll just do school. And that's it. And that's what you did? Basically did that. I sat with a group at lunchtime, but I was never really like they it's were a pretty all, monastic existence yeah, for a teenager. Absolutely. Absolutely. I got hectically out and that's what the year I started going vegan as well. What happened was like for Lent, I decided to give up meat and then just really enjoyed not eating meat and then yeah. just did more research and because I'm a big environmental freak and want to save the planet, I was like, you know what? I've already gone halfway, I'm just gonna go full vegan and then worked on that and I just became that person and I wasn't like antisocial I just tried I took all of the messages of Eckhart Tolle and all these spiritual teachers too far and you know the whole detachment thing I just totally detached myself from everyone not in a not even in a spiritual way just in a I'm not going to get close to anyone kind of way I'm not going to let let myself um be like when you're in love with someone who doesn't reciprocate it you feel this really really powerful feelings of love and attraction and but if they don't feel it back then it's painful you know and oh, i didn't pain want in a small word i would yeah, use, yeah I, think, I would use the word yeah. ache yeah it's like <laughs> it agonizing yeah. and um and i didn't want to feel that anymore so i was yeah. like i'm not going to get close to anyone anymore and i was kind of close to some people but problems only, only so far <laughs> yeah. um, they, there was still an arm's length kind of thing but it just didn't work and yeah. i i suffered like i didn't see it in myself i was too busy being like you know, I like I want to be kind and there for everyone, but I wasn't looking out for myself. And uh, also, like, just facing, like, 
family problems and the body image issues and all this stuff, yeah. all that, all that just came, like my HSC was, I did well in the end, but like I was shattered by the end of it and I was glad for it to end. And it was funny, actually, six weeks out of graduating, I found the people that were actually my people and that I really enjoyed hanging out with. Part of the problem with me in high school was just I didn't really know who my gang was, you know, mm. like I didn't know who my my peeps were and then I finally found them and they were there the whole time. Like the great prophet Adele says, if you show up for yourself, it makes it easier to show up for your friends. To have the awareness and to drive to work yourself at 17. It's remarkable and I'm sure we could all use a bit of that in our lives. Doesn't matter what stage of your life you're at, we could all use a bit of that. Uh, thanks heaps to Montaigne for coming back on the show in 2016. Clearly, she's gone on to more incredible things and she is yet an ever-evolving human as we all are. And it's fascinating to keep watching what she's been doing since then. It's a great conversation. I highly recommend you check it out. At 146, just scroll on back and you'll find it. You can follow Montaigne on Instagram. She's Actual Montaigne, M-O-N-T-A-I-G-N-E. And her new single is out right now, In Space. Thanks for listening. I'll be back here on Friday. And if you do need me for anything at all, send us your email at gmail.com or find me on Instagram. And if this episode brought you any value whatsoever, please tell a friend, uh, rate and follow this podcast wherever you can. That stuff really, really helps us out here. So thanks heaps. I'll see you on Friday. Thanks to Andy Marr, my audio producer, Bree Steele, who produced this episode, my overarching executive producer of everything, Rachel Barrett, and Toe Hider for the music. Until I see you Friday, sleep well and dream of beautiful things. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.